Welcome to Alexander Mabry's Tales from the Tower. My name is Elliot Randall Wood. Who is Alexander Mabry? Alexander Phineas Mabry was born on the 24th of March 1972. He shares his birthday with actor Jim Parsons, TV cook Mary Berry and magician Harry Houdini. He grew up in the medieval village of Dunster in Somerset and was, unsurprisingly, an unusual and slightly creepy child, with, it would later be discovered, an IQ of 151. Like many gifted children, Mabry liked to keep himself to himself and preferred the company of his books to that of other people. It was Christmas 1978 when everything changed for young Alexander. Aged just six years old, his grandfather gifted him a copy of the book Fairies, the Cottingley Photos and their sequel, written by Edward L. Gardner and published in 1945. Little did anyone know that this gift would ignite an interest in all things weird and unusual that would, over time, evolve into what Maybury's therapists would call an unhealthy obsession with the occult. But back in the late 1970s and into the early 1980s, this obsession was still just a harmless passion of an enthusiastic and erudite young man. Mabry initially collected everything he could find that was associated with fairies and other cryptozoological discoveries. In fact, by 1981, aged just nine years old and only three years after receiving the book from his grandfather, he had amassed such a startling collection of oddities that it earned him the moniker of Somerset Barnum. And as each year ticked by, so Alexander Mabry's collection of strange things grew. In 1990, with four A-levels in physics, biology, chemistry and history, Alexander Mabry left school. But rather than immediately heading to university, he decided to take a year out to travel. This year, however lasted nearly a decade, and it wasn't until July of 1999 that saw Maybury return to the UK and the family home in Dunster. Nobody knows exactly where Maybury's travels took him, but every month or so Alexander would send a package to his parents through the post. Each package would consist of a large box wrapped in brown paper. Then, inside that box, there would be another, smaller box and a letter. The letter would be inside an envelope and the words Mum and Dad written on it. But he'd never write on the front of the envelope, always across the back. Each letter would tell them that he missed them, that he was okay and having a great time. Sometimes his letters would mention other people, but it would be rare for that person to feature more than a couple of times. That was until, after being away for about five years, he mentioned meeting someone he referred to as ERW. He never went into much detail about his travelling companions, but in one letter, he did say that ERW was a little younger than him and also originally from Somerset. 
although he never said exactly where in the county he was from. Within the second smaller box, there was always something he'd acquired for the collection, usually a book or two, sometimes a picture, and occasionally a small statue or figurine. One time, Alexander's monthly package just happened to arrive when his mother was at home on her own. This would have been around late 1995 or early 1996, and so his mother was more than used to receiving them. In fact, she quite enjoyed getting them. She opened the large box wrapped in brown paper and took out the letter. She opened it and read that he was missing them, but that he and his travelling companion, ERW, were having such a great time travelling through Puerto Rico that they decided to extend their time away so that they could visit more of South America. Alexander's mother wasn't surprised. This was at least the fourth time she'd received such a letter from her son saying that he was going to extend his trip. And for at least the last six months, ERW had been receiving regular mentions in his letters. Picking up the small box, she noticed Alexander had written the letters C-H-U-P, followed by a colon, and then the words keep in fridge, all in red marker. She didn't know what C-H-U-P stood for, but assumed it must be some kind of Puerto Rican food. So she opened it. The moment Alexander Mabry's mother's set eyes on the contents of the smaller box, she let out a blood-curdling scream. The box didn't contain food. She really should have known better. Mrs Mabry would later learn that C-H-U-P, or Chup, is short for Chupacabra, which literally translates from Spanish as goat sucker. It was whilst chatting with a bartender in Spain that Alexander first heard about the creature that had been named the Chupacabra. The bartender said he had a cousin in Puerto Rico who was a farmer, and that he'd been told to keep an eye out for a strange animal that was going around attacking livestock, including goats, and then drinking their blood. Most people would have laughed off the story as the ramblings of a drunken tavern owner trying to wind up the tourists. But Alexander wasn't most people, and immediately set about how he could get to Puerto Rico in order to investigate. As Alexander's mother stared into the box at the mummified infant chupacabra, with its distinctive claws, fangs and spines that ran down its back, she knew things had changed. Before this, Alexander's collection consisted mostly of books, drawings, miniature statues, and a few pieces of strange taxidermy. But this was the first time he'd gone looking for proof of the paranormal, and found it. Alexander continued sending monthly packages home until May 1997, when, for several months, his parents received nothing. Then, on October the 15th, 1997, Alexander Mabry's parents received a letter with the address written on the back of the envelope rather than the front. The letter was dated September the 28th. In it, Alexander apologises for not writing sooner. He says that he is okay and has decided to head back to Europe. In fact, at the time of writing, he's in Paris. 
In that same letter, Alexander also said that ERW had decided to return home a couple of months earlier. That was the last time Alexander's parents heard from their son. That is, until March 1999. Two days before Alexander's 27th birthday, his parents get a knock at the door. It's the postman with a box wrapped in brown paper. Inside it is a smaller box and a letter that says mum and dad on the back of the envelope. The letter is from Alexander and it says how much he's missing his parents, that he's having a good time and preparing to return home. Inside the smaller box is a book bound in black leather with a pentagram embossed on the front. The book is wrapped in yellow cloth. There are also several loose pieces of paper that look like pages have been torn from several other books. These pages contain black and white line drawings similar to those found on tarot cards. And then, on the 2nd of July 1999, Alexander Phineas Mabry returned home. But he didn't stay in Dunster long. After travelling the world for nearly 10 years, the sleepy little medieval village that he once called home felt small and restrictive. And so, in September of that same year, Maybury became a member of New Souls College at Oxford University, where some seven years later, in 2006, he would graduate with a PhD in parapsychology, apparitional experiences. As an adult, Alexander Maybury has led a mostly reclusive life, only appearing in public when absolutely necessary. He was last seen in 2012 in Woolwich, London, where he was giving a lecture on the Gaudivath Institute, a secret society of occultists founded by Leviathan Hargreaves in 1863. Those who attended the lecture say he was seen heading for the Docklands Light Railway, clutching what looked like a book wrapped in a yellow cloth. But nobody remembers actually seeing him getting on a train. Alexander Mabry's current whereabouts are unknown. If you enjoy this podcast, please do consider subscribing so you don't miss future episodes. Thanks once again for listening to Alexander Mabry's Tales from the Tower. My name is Elliot Randall Wood. <laughs>